Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Wells Fargo Championship. I'm Rick Gaming that right there. Joe Iadoni. Joe, it's happening again. We are here in a Wednesday night power hour. What up, what up, man? I'm ready to go. Um, another Wednesday, 8.15 p.m. to 9. We're here to cover you all the way through the IPO closing hour. The most electric 45 minutes in jock market. And then we'll uh, we'll recap a little bit afterwards. We'll talk. We'll give away some money again. We got a sick promo code down below if you haven't tried it out yet. Uh, let's roll, brother. Yeah, a couple of items. So Joe's referencing the $20 deposit bonus. The code for that, POWER20. Use it, deposit, get an extra $20. That'll get you a few shares of the most expensive golfer or get a lot of shares of some cheap guys. Tim joins us, says, hey, guys, been looking forward to this. Thank you, Tim. We are looking forward to it as well. If you go ahead and drop your jock market username into the chat, we've got 100 jock bucks to give away so we'll give them out in 20 dollars increments five times throughout the show the first one will come in just a few minutes and this is ideally interactive right joe throw your questions your comments your concerns into the chat we will talk through them i know we have a couple of topics here at the top but this is always better when the chat is here when we're talking about things that are relevant instead of us just you know kind of blabbering on for an hour yeah, no, it's fun. We love to hear from you guys. We like to see the handles in there and appreciate your guys' questions as well. I know myself, it can kind of get tough those last couple minutes and and Rick kind of calls the last five minutes like a, like the Kentucky Derby there. But um, yeah, I think that um, hopefully you guys enjoy this. It's a good sort of sounding board while you're making your plays and trying to isolate some value in the jack market. It's a ton of fun. Here's what that $20 can do. Dave won $20 a few weeks ago. It's now $220 in the jock market. So that is always a good thing. A little 11 times return on your investment, which isn't even really an investment, I guess. It's free money. It's a, it's infinity percent. It. Infinity percent ROI. I uh, love it, Dave. Yeah, we appreciate it. I've heard so many of those comments from other people as well. So Great opportunity to get yourself some a few free bucks with the, between the promo code and what we're giving away to uh, get you started, get build up that bankroll. What we're in right now is the initial player offering, the IPO phase. You can bid on shares of golfers. I have the big board. We will talk through the pricing in just a little bit. We'll go through all the top players. We'll see how it's moving throughout the evening. But right before 9 p.m. Eastern time, this IPO phase is going to get spicy. There's going to be a lot of bids, and then it's going to close. And after that, we're going to go into live trading, where as the week goes on, you can buy and sell shares of golfers. Now, Joe... Um, we had a really good idea for last week. We said, hopefully Sam Burns has a slow start and we can buy him because he's one of these volatile, crazy guys. Remember that conversation we had? I almost <laughs> forgot until you just we, mentioned it. Yeah, we totally uh, did. Never got our chance because Sam Burns comes out, plays well on Thursday. Then he says, you know what? While I'm here, I'll just win the golf tournament. He looked so good last week. It was really fun to see. Um, and I think that there's really a level of confidence there with Sam now that is really sort of of peaking and coming along right along with his game. So I look forward to kind of seeing his trajectory over the next couple months. But as you said, like when this guy is on and you've been pointing this out for months now, um, he can lap the field in any given round. And if he can kind of pull together – uh, now the ability to close a tournament on a Sunday, 
it's going to be a huge weapon for him. Yeah, you could see the momentum um, and kind of the confidence gaining for him. You know, he looked good at Riviera for a long time. Then it got a little bit away from him. But I remember he had that. It was on the side of six. That's the par three with the ball bunker in the middle and he was basically up against the fence line over there and he hit the shot of his yes, life to get up and down for par that like that to me like he has the ability now that he's broken through it might be some scary stuff um couple of items that we get questions about a lot and one of them pertains to quote unquote jock bots right joe these are um I don't even know how to do the best to describe them. They are uh, they are put out there by the jock market team to make trades, right? And people say, well, am I being screwed by the jock bots? Am I being put in a weird position? What's going on with these jock bots? Okay, so I actually did a little digging and I got the guys on the phone this week and, and I kind of put them in the hot seat a little bit because I wanted to learn more about it myself. So if you want to learn about the jackpots, there's a ton of stuff in sort of the terms page. Rick has that up now. Right here. Yep. But more or less, guys, um, it's they're there to help make the experience better. They are bidding to create liquidity so that you can buy and sell throughout this tournament and there aren't quote unquote dead shares out there like if there's a hundred shares of abe answer this week and 50 of them go unsold they become totally dead shares but two really important notes that they pointed out to me and you know these terms and conditions like i i made a comment to them i'm like you know it's like <laughs> the thing when you get your when your new iphone nobody reads you it, just right? move They're on there yeah. but you just i accept and you just move on two big things to understand here the jackbox one can only bid up to 80% of a fair value projection. This is key. Okay. Yes. This is key, Joe, because they are designed to run at a loss. That a huge is huge loss a, a, every a, a, week. So think about think about other sites that are taking a rake from you upwards of 20% on top of your buy-in. These bots are indeed bidding. They are inside the trading window, but they are set to lose money. That is very important. Yes. So essentially, if you see a fair value projection of $10 this week for a golfer, these things, the max that they can bid on them is $8. So they can't go all the way up there. So you will always outbid them and win if you get close to that number. Another important thing, and this I found huge because someone made a comment. I'm not sure if it was to you, Rick, or to me, but someone was like, I'm sick of being outbid at the last minute of IPO hour by a jackpot. That's not Flat out not true. That's not Doesn't happening. Happen. They are completely, they only go through 20% of the IPO hour, which I believe starts around like one o'clock. So by 3.30 PM, AKA like five hours ago, they're done. They're by not the, currently yeah. bidding. By the time we do this show, the jockbots yes. are dead. <laughs> you are not losing any last second shares to them. They're there to ensure that um, everyone has a fair and fun experience. And that's about it. So I hope that we kind of put that question to bed for some people a lot of people asked and it is a bit confusing so we wanted to take a couple minutes to kind of address it it's a good point it's something that we've talked about before where the term bot probably has a negative connotation you know we have talked to that you they should be called i don't know what you can call them market movers or something like that whatever you want to call them we've we've talked about that but they are really uh there to help and uh they trade users trade 20 times more volume than jock bucks they are essentially mm -hmm a nothing burger uh, yeah. in, 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 in the whole scheme of it. So hopefully that answers uh, questions about that because we have pressing questions to get to Joe. Like, did we color, did we coordinate the colors of our LEDs? Uh, well, 
I can change mine, but I did call Joe earlier. And we, nice, we connect. Nice, we nice. connect all the time. I've got a little remote here too, yeah. so we can. But we we we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. It's the tizzle. Yeah, we we get it dialed in on the LEDs. <laughs> all right. So looking ahead to, um, but actually, before we do this, before we look ahead to Quail Hollow, let's mm-hmm. look back because I've got the jock market data here from last week's Valspar. This is available for free on RickRunGood.com. It's under PGA Tools free tools at the bottom click on jock market it is every jock market cat or every cash market excuse me that has ever existed uh and i'm showing valspar right now but you can click through any tournaments or tournaments that you would like and this time last week sam burns five dollars and 25 cents he won the golf tournament that pays out a full 25 dollars per share so he earned you 19 dollars and 75 cents a share combine that with keegan bradley selling last week for five dollars and 65 cents cameron tringale 675 max home of 515 that five six six fifty dollar range joe has been chef's kiss all year long (laughs) No doubt about it. We've talked about it multiple times. So a lot of times um, that's always where we seem to see the biggest ROI jump on a weekly basis. Uh, It's just about making the right choices there. And there's a lot of things that, you know, you look at Burns, you look at Keegan, you look at Tringale, like these are, these aren't out of nowhere, right? These are guys who have been playing really good golf and, and they aren't the big names. They aren't Justin Thomas. They aren't Dustin Johnson last week. Uh, but they're guys who have consistently been reliable. When you look at the ROIs on the jock market stats that you have available on your site, um, these are things that you know. I'm looking back at myself, like I, I, sh- I should have seen these coming. Uh, on the upper spectrum here, because I think this is the big difference between jock market and any other things. Because someone, someone, they, I haven't seen it this week, but someone would always say. Oh, well, I should have just bet Sam Burns at 70 to one. Wouldn't that have been a lot better? And I want to smack myself in the face and be Every like, time. it's completely different because if, if Sam Burns finished second, of course you got nothing in the jock market. He would have paid out $20 a share, but also let's just flip this around and go with the most expensive golfers from last week. Not a lot of them panned out. If you had an outright ticket on Justin Thomas, you lost everything in the jock market. He went for $11 and 59 cents last week. He paid out $9.50 a share. So while you lost, you lost $2 a share. So if you had one share, you lost two bucks. You had two shares, you lost four bucks. This is this is the big difference here, right? It's 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 that you are kind of getting access to every payout on the way up and every payout on the way down, which can be good and it can be bad. Absolutely. And and for the most part, um, from what I found that you're really um, I like Jack Murray the best because your really good weeks are still going to be really good weeks. Like you're not going to have an 80 to one ticket out there. Like a lot of us had on Burns last week, but you're still a good amount of profit that can be made, but you're really bad weeks and you're going to have a lot of them. We all know this with betting it's golf, golf and going draft yeah. games. It's so hard. So your really bad weeks, you can sort of mitigate like last week. I don't think there's anyone that would have said, um, Justin Thomas had a successful week last week. His finish was okay, but by almost any standard, he wasn't great, right? His putting was terrible. He should have been much better. Um, and you, like you said, you lose two bucks a share, and he was one of the highest-priced players in the field. So the, the floor in terms of what the risk that you're taking on is far less. 
$20 to the jock market right now going to Brian Grimsley at B Grimsley. Congratulations. We will get you set up with $20 in your jock market account. If you too would like an opportunity to win 20 jock bucks, leave your jock market username in the chat right now. I've got four more to give out as the show goes on. And we're at 827, Joe. We've got about 30 minutes until this IPO closes. So I think we should turn our attention to Quail Hollow, turn our attention to this week's Wells Fargo Championship. This is a course that has been a staple on the schedule. We've seen it play host to the 2017 PGA Championship. When you look at this event and the types of golfers that you are trying to get in your portfolio this week, what do you see? For me, I think the single biggest corollary is driving distance for me. Um, you look at the success of the, the recent guys, and I believe they've all ranked like in the top 15 in driving distance. So um, that's what I'm looking for mostly. It's a long golf course. It's still a par 71. There's long par threes. Um, I think, you know, the rough's not going to be quite nearly as bad, but I've heard from some people that it's going to be relatively wet this week. It's going to be pretty windy, I think, on Friday afternoon, you had mentioned. So um, yeah, I want distance off the tee and I want the ability to hopefully come in with a shorter club in your hand. That's what I'm kind of targeting this week. What, what do you see as the most important thing? Yeah, that's right. And and when you kind of run the math, driving distance, strokes gained off the tee, uh, both strongly correlated to success here. And the data is very strong because we get it every single year on the calendar. Um, so I would agree. And, and they can stretch this thing out to 7,600 yards if they want to. It can play like a big boy track. Uh, the, I believe it's the longest par 71 that we have on the schedule. I'm pretty confident in that. So it's certainly going to play play pretty deep and we've got some we've got some bombers at the top of the jock market already so I'm, I'm i'm prepared to unveil the big board these are our live jock market prices and the most expensive golfer as of right now with 30 minutes to go justin thomas justin thomas eleven dollars and nine cents and if you're looking at me like rick what in the world does that mean it means justin thomas needs to finish essentially inside the top 10 to earn you money if he finishes 10th he get you eleven dollars he gets he, he finishes ninth it would be eleven fifty all the way up to first place at twenty five dollars joe we were kind of just jabbing before we went hot if you would ask me on Last Sunday, who was going to win the Wells Fargo? I probably would have said Justin Thomas. If you would ask me Monday, probably would have said JT. You would ask me right now, probably going to be JT, right? I mean, like, it just feels like a JT week. I know it does. Uh, yeah, last week, I think we were all looking at him um, and how he struggled on the greens, but how good he was with his approach shots. And, and anyone who's followed him long enough knows this is kind of his M.O., right? Uh, he has really good ball striking weeks where he can't putt it. But him, unlike a lot of other players, has shown the ability to really bounce back on the greens and really kind of put it behind him, move on. And we've seen him when he does have the, the following week and he can maintain and, and put together a solid ball striking like he did the week before. But improve his putting. Like he doesn't even have to putt great. Um, he's so good in other areas of his game obviously won the PGA championship at this course. So great course history checks that box as well. Um, I think it sets up really well given, uh, you know, what we saw from him last week. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Although I, I, you know, we were splitting hairs before we went hot because the other big names, John Rahm is here. Bryson DeChambeau is here. Rahm currently $9.99. That's not going to last. What we know about John Rahm in the jock market is that people pony up cash for John Rahm. And I'll tell you what, it has been warranted, right? If we look at, and if we just get rid of the Valspar and we kind of look at, um, here's John Rahm. He is the most expensive average IPO golfer. So he has average $10 and 16 cents. He is on average returning his owners 17%. He has been nothing but a winner, even without an actual victory on the card. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty unbelievable. Given the fact that he's, uh, been the highest price IPO guy on average. I know that, um, and you'll have to say the stat, but I, I know that you guys were kind of parsing through some data this week on the first cut. And and what's his percentage of of top tens? Like, because really, when he's in that nine to ten dollar range, that's what you got to be thinking of. Like, is this gonna guy going to finish in the top 11, 12, 10 players this week? Um, in terms of his career, do you have those numbers in front of you? I, I do. So he's so uh, short term, it's eight of his last 10. And in his career, it's 51%. It is 61 out of 120. That is um, outside of Tiger Woods. That That's the mark. Like it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so yeah, he definitely warrants the high price, particularly in a market like this week. And, and, the win is coming, right? He's too good. He's not, John Rahm is not, I'm not going to classify him and put him in that mold of, of Finau or Hovland or Xander. Like he wins. So we know that it's coming. Uh, it's just only a matter of time. What I like, week. It could be this week. What I like about him is um, his weapon, the driver, is what, should be the key to success at Quail Hollow, right? So this is a place that should set up just just absolutely perfectly for him. I gave us a refresh here. He's still hanging at $9.99. I think that's going to move here probably shortly. We're about 25 mm-hmm. minutes out from this IPO phase closing. Bryson DeChambeau is next. $8. We have not seen Bryson since the Masters. Didn't play particularly well. Didn't make it out of his group at the match play either how do we feel about the big one Bryson DeChambeau this week I like him uh I actually bet Bryson this week I just thought the number was was good frankly I got him at a 16 to 1 I thought that was a good number I think you know I look back I'm not sure if it was 2019 or 2018 where um he had like a third place finish here and didn't play that great on Sunday so had he played decent um he could have definitely won that event and in if like he gets the sense of, like you said, didn't play well at the masters. I just am starting to think that that's not going to be a great place for Bryson. Um, and the, and the match play I'm willing to write off, but it's so in the sense of you looking back at that most recent form, it feels like there may be a little bit of, of a lull or a struggle there, but look at the start before that at the players where he finished third and was in the final group and the start before that he won at Bay Hill in a strong field. So, um, He's still in good form. I'm willing to kind of overlook the the Masters performance there, and I think that he has a potential winning upside this week. I agree with you about Augusta National. It is a place that uh, you have to be creative, and he, by design, doesn't want to be creative. He wants to be the engineer. He wants <laughs> to have everything down to the number, and it's a place where he cannot um, use his, his greens reading book. 
which yes. is which he which is his crutch and he'll, he'll continue to build his own book over the years and he'll add more information to it and it'll be fine but uh, i agree i think i think that's a place he's going to struggle for a bit he'll, he might eventually figure it out but when you get to a place where he can unleash the beast uh i would be a, more, a little bit more concerned i have to look at this this comment Andy says is it just me whoops wrong one is it just me or are there more guys still at 100 or at one dollar can't lay is at a dollar that can't be right I mean, listen, Patrick can't like so. a lot of us. Where is he? Patrick cover is a dollar. No, Patrick can't lay. Patrick can't lay is a dollar. He is a dollar, okay. and so is Patrick Reed. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I know Cantlay has burned us here recently. Uh, it is time. It is time to forgive and forget. I have to assume these are going to be moving. But what are we? What what is going on, Joe? People need to get get some uh, cash out of their pockets and start getting these bids in. It'll happen. It'll happen. Don't worry. Uh, I think people are just kind of patiently waiting there. But yeah, it is kind of jarring to see that number right now at a dollar. But I wonder, you know, he played really bad and has probably his last three starts. Did you see anything like I don't have the data? Did you pull anything from the Zurich that made you think that maybe he can return to a little bit of the form he saw in the very early, you know, January, February, March, California swing? Yeah, so the problem is there the, the the lack of data because they're playing alternate shot and they're playing best ball and you know you might you right. could even see one guy who has who made the birdies but it's like if they're both from if they're both putting from 15 feet for birdie and the first guy makes it he gets credit for the birdie it doesn't mean Cantlay <laughs> sure. would have made it right what I will say this um Xander and Cantlay flew up the leaderboard on Sunday that was alternate shot they were like five or six under something one of the best rounds of the day. If you shoot something like that in alternate shot, both of you have to be in control of the golf ball. There's just no other way. It's such a difficult format. Um, so I would assume there was at least one good round for him, even if you only hit half of the shots on Sunday at the Zurich. And I, I still refuse to believe that like this guy has forgotten how to play golf. So I'll be very interested and we'll track it uh, as the night goes on what that price is, but he's, he's, now he's at a dollar fifty. So at least I guess he's headed in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, there's only one way to go from here. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. You know, I, I may and I said this to Chad on preferred lines on Monday, but this may be unfair. But I always kind of link him and Xander. Just it may be just a mental block for me, but I'm like, if one is eighteen to one, I feel like the other one should be eighteen to one, right? And it seems like we got a big dip in the odds board this week. And Patrick Cantlay is down there at like thirty to one. Xander's holding strong at his normal 18, and it's just been a couple bad weeks for him, but strikes me as the type of player that can definitely turn it around given his upside and ability. Victor Hovland is currently $6.90. I think there has been, and rightfully so, a bunch of steam behind Victor this week. He played well from T to green last week. He just got better every single round. Finished, I believe, T3. Yeah, T3. Um, and, and when he starts getting on a roll, Joe, he usually continues it for a while. Now, we've got one in a row. Let's see if he can do you know two, three, or whatever. But um, do you have a, a target price, and are you willing to share it on Victor Hovland. Yeah, I do. I actually have Hovland ranked as the fifth player in the field this week. Uh, so I have him right above Rory McIlroy, which may be a little bit of a little bit of spice there, but I have a target price of him of $9 this week. So he's uh, approaching seven now. I would expect him to get right around that nine mark. I feel like this is a place that sets up and lends itself very well to what he's doing well. 
um, coming off a great Sunday and a great finish at the Valspar. And, and he's another guy who just seems to find himself wiggling into the top 10 every week, whether it's a backdoor cover or whatever it is. You, you look at the final leaderboard when the event shakes out, it seems like he's right around there in like third to 10th place, which obviously at $9 per share is going to pay out well, uh, however he falls in that spectrum. If Joe is a buyer at $9, he's asking Victor Hovland to finish 14th or better. 14th would be his break-even uh, position because you know 13th would pay $9.50. So that's what we're referring to there. Um, I'm going to give away 20 more dollars here, Joe. And the winner is actually a familiar name. I've seen this. It'd be Brian, yo. Welcome. Good to see you. It'd be Brian, yo. Uh, was always in the spreadsheet golf during, the, during quarantine. So good. Good to see you. Congratulations. We will get you set up with $20 to the Jock Market. If you also want to get into a draw to win $20 to Jock Market, put your Jock Market username in the chat right now. That is how you do it. Also, what we should do is this. I'm going to go rogue here. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll see if Jock Market honors this or I'll do it myself. I'll also we'll also give $20 in the jock bucks if you're watching the replay. So if you come back later and on YouTube after this ends and comment with your username, that'll also get you in the draw. Because if you're not watching live, we want you to still have access to it. So how about I do that? We'll we'll figure that I out. I love it. Um Perfect. okay. So you mentioned a name that we must talk about, but I want to make sure that I have the most up-to-date data here. And Is it Rory? It's Rory, obviously Rory. Yeah, it's like, come on. Like this is, there is so much to unpack here and I want to see what we've got going on. Okay, so Justin Thomas, $11.09. He's still there. John Rahm moving up. He's at $10.01. Here's Rory, $7.50. Victor Hovland has passed him. Victor's at $7.57. What in the world are we doing with Rory McIlroy? The longer that... As this week has gone on, I've warmed up more and more, I think, every day. You asked me this on Monday, and I'm gonna, I would have told you there's no way I'm playing Roar. But I, I'm starting to come around to it. I, if, there was a, if there was a get right spot on the calendar for Rory, it's going to be Quail backed by Kiowa. Right it's here. These, it's are, here. these are it's his here. spots, right? And he knows the key was coming up where he basically uh, ran through that course and made it look easy. This is a spot where he's, you know, he's won by like nine shots here before. And I saw something today that I'm a sucker for this stuff, but it, I think it was Dan Rappaport. It was like he switched back to an old iron set. The swing looks much more fluid mentally. You know, he's always going to say this, but he told them that he's kind of, um, feels like his game's in a much better spot. And, you know, there's there's floating some big betting numbers out there, 18 to 22 to 1, which just feels like almost it should be an autoplay. And if his price kind of reflects that in the jock market tonight, I might find myself with some shares, Rory. I don't know. We'll see. I have to admit, um, I not only bet him for this week because Circa laid a, a number, I bet him at Kiowa. What was the be- Kiowa number? Uh, I think 18. Beauty. Which is like... Okay, so if he wins this week, he's going to be ten at Kiowa. Right? Like it's it's Maybe it's less, getting yeah. slashed, right? It's getting absolutely yeah. slashed. Or like I, I just believe 
that now that he's got officially working with a swing coach, now that he's had some time off from the Masters, he's going to go to a place where he's got seven top tens. You mentioned it. He holds the largest margin of victory record. He holds the tournament scoring record. This is a get right place for Rory. And if it's not this get right place, it's like it's a get right stretch for him. Like this is a Mm -hmm. really good stretch. Um, so yes, I'm pretty bullish on Rory over the next couple of weeks. He's currently $7 and 50 cents. Our defending champion, it was in 2019, but it's Max Homa, uh, who is a much better golfer now than he was when he won this in 2019. That's fair, right? Absolutely. He's playing so good right now. Um, I had a great performance last week was right there at the Valspar. I think had he had a little bit of a sluggish start on Sunday, but had he started a little hotter, um, we could have been much more than the two man race that we kind of saw down the finish and everything sets up nicely, right? He's been so good off the tee. Um, and this is a place that demands that obviously coming back to a spot where he got his maiden victory. So everything sets up really nicely for Max. What he's at $6 a share right now, which I think is more than a fair price. We'll see how that kind of shakes out over the next uh, 10, 15 minutes here, but uh, the upside is there. All right, let's run through a couple of these because, and let me, you know what, what I'll do here is I will, um, I'll give this one quick refresh to make sure. Are you, Joe, are you looking exclusively for bombers? I mean, there was a question very early in the chat and I skipped it because I wanted to get back to this, Nick. It says any value on one of the non bombers this week is, is distance helpful or is it a prerequisite for success? I think that I don't think it's required. I think it kind of depends on the player. And I'll give you an instance um, or an example. One guy that I bet this week that I'm sort of targeting is Patrick Reed. So Patrick, you look at the driving distance stat, he's like 175th on tour. Doesn't hit it very far. Like he he's averaging like 285 off the tee. Like he's like 20 yards behind Stuart Sink in terms of average driving distance. So he is not long at all. But you look at his course history here, and he's had some really great top 10 finishes. Um, he's had some good runs here. And you look at how he plays longer golf courses. You look at how he played Torrey Pines. You look at how he's played some U.S. Opens in the past. Even at Wingfoot, he was, I believe, first-round leader this past year at a monster of a golf course. So, right. you know, Patrick Reed has the ability to scramble. And, and even though he's not the longest off the tee, if he can get himself up and around the green, I am usually have a good bit of confidence in him making par. So I think ultimately it depends on the player. There are some instances where I would target someone who doesn't have to be up there in top 10 distance, but it depends on the guy. Under $6, Webb Simpson lives on this course. So if you're talking about non-bombers who might have a good chance, Webb Simpson is here, HV3. We know he's a North Carolina guy. Mm-hmm. Stuart Sink has got two wins already this year. Anybody down on the sub, let's call it $6 range, that might be moving the needle for you? Um, let me do a quick refresh here in terms of price. So I do see Patrick Reed is still down there. Yes. Um, Matt Wallace, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on this week uh, just because he's had a good run of finishes and been really great off the tee, which you mentioned is, is a very strong corollary stat this week. Jason Day is also like a really yeah, polarizing I was guy bring down him there up. for yeah. me because I want to really like there's there's a part of me that just wants to be like i'm gonna plant the flag and i'm gonna push some chips and and this is gonna be my jason day week but i'm worried right which you always are with playing jason day 
but it's the spot that he got his last victory. He needs to play well. Um, Torrey's probably his favorite course. He has two wins at the Farmers. That's where the U.S. Open is. He's one spot inside the OWGR ranking that will get him in. He's got to have a good next three weeks. What better spot than to come back to Quail Hollow to have a, yourself a good, solid, you know, he doesn't have to win, but have himself a top 10 finish to to maintain his official world golf ranking spot to get himself in that field. So he's someone I've definitely got circled and at $4 right now with, is a definite buy for me. We are probably about 10, 11 minutes out from this IPO phase closing. Things are going to get very spicy and it's going to close and you don't want to be sitting there holding the bag without any shares of anybody. I've got three more jock bucks to give away. I'll give away a one now, then I'll give away one after IPO closes, and then I'll give away one as we get out of here. So the winner for right now, Congratulations to Joe Book at Electric Mayhem. We will get you all set up on Jock Markets with $20. If you would also like to win, drop your Jock Market username in the chat. We are seeing some movement, Joe. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, still, Justin Thomas's market. He's $11.09. John Rahm getting a little bit closer. Bryson DeChambeau closing the gap as well. And we're seeing a Tony Finau sighting inside the top five. But let's go a little mm -hmm. bit shorter to some names we haven't discussed thus far. Uh, sub 450. I see Bubba Watson. Jason Day, as you mentioned, is still down there. Cameron Davis. Ricky Fowler is $3.50. Uh, Aaron Wise has had good history here around here. He is... Uh, there are others who are much more bullish on him than I. Is there anyone worth favoriting and adding to your list to keep an eye on for the next 10 minutes? Yeah, I, I like who you mentioned in Cameron Davis. I always like Cameron Davis. I think that this place sets up very nicely for him. Another guy down there who has got a lot of interest of mine is, is Tommy Fleetwood. So I don't necessarily have a lot of, of stats to back it up. It's more of a gut play, but I just feel like um, could be a good spot for Tommy and set up nicely for his strengths. A good performance there that it was nice to see at the API. Played reasonably okay through Florida, but I'll be kind of monitoring his price point. If it stays under you know $455, I'll be quite interested here in the next couple minutes. I want to jump back up here to Corey Connors because I think I actually had someone say, uh, should we go back to Corey Connors after a disappointing Valspar? And I was like, <laughs> disappointing T21 in a P like a PGA tour event like that. Like what, what was this? It was just disappointing because he was very popular. Right. And because everyone was yeah. like, Oh, Paul Casey's won this. Who was like Paul Casey? It's Corey Connors. He's going to win. Yada, yada, yada. Now we get a situation where he's only $7.62. He's still a, an excellent ball striker. I don't think people realize how good off the tee he really is. And this stretch of excellent play continues. So I'm not crazy here, right? Corey Connors did not have a disappointing Valspar. No, he was unbelievable. He may have lost a little bit in the jock market. And you maybe lost a dollar a share, but... It, What's that, right? His upside is there, and we've seen him, and we looked at this last week, and over the course of all the markets that we measure, he's one of the most profitable players in the jock market. He's averaging like 70% ROI or something like that over the last 15 events. 
So he's been sort of one of the gold standards in jock market of guys that you definitely want within your portfolio. The ball striking, the off the tee game, everything has just been so good. And he's improved his putting quite a bit as well. Let's talk some penny stocks. Uh, Joel Damon has finished second. He finished second to Max Homa, $2.88. Phil Mickelson coming off a miscut, $2.79. Going further down the list. Where was my guy? Oh, I'm 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 I've been steaming Vincent Whaley this week. He's two dollars at forty two cents. And Justin Suh, the late add to this field, needs a T eight or better uh, to get his special temporary membership status. And this is his final start to do it. Now, I I don't necessarily buy in to that, Joe. Like. Uh, he was motivated when he had two starts to go, so he's certainly motivated when he has one start to go. But are any of these guys going to be worth a few of your dollars? You know, there's Lanto down there right at three bucks. I always like Lanto. I think that it's a good price point for him and sets up pretty well. Um, there was one guy, and I'm trying to find him now that I was kind of interested in. Okay, he's 243. It's Will Gordon. Here he is. Um, so I like Will a lot this week. I think that uh, his distance could prove to be uh, a good proponent this week in terms of success. And I know that he's sort of from this area, grew up very close to this region, and just think this is a good spot for him. The other guy I'm looking for is 279, and we've talked about him in the last couple of weeks, and it's Phil. What do you think? But I can shockingly, I continue to be bullish. You know, he again gained strokes on approach. He hit the ball fine off the tee. It's the short game that hasn't cooperated with him. He actually mentioned, I don't know if you heard this. He, he said he's having trouble focusing. Uh, like if he gets, if he gets, if he gets backed off of a shot or whatever, it's kind of hard for him to get back into the moment. He's 50 like that. It, it happens. Um, if there was, you talk about get right places, you talk about the culmination of what he's been doing. Rory has seven top tens at this event. The only guy with more, Phil Mickelson. He's got 10 in 16 starts. So for at least one more week, I'm a Phil buyer. Um, played, he played like well it. enough. This, yeah, I'm, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. So he's he is $2.79 right now, which what is he would have to finish 54th or better at that price. So essentially, if he makes the cut, moves up a little bit, he's, he's a, a profit guy for you. Yep. Can't argue that. Yeah. Nope, not at all. All right, let me give this a refresh. We are about five to seven minutes from this IPO phase closing. Uh, Joe is getting situated. We usually, for the last couple of minutes, let him go and do his thing. But before we do that, let's give the big board a refresh here. Justin Thomas has not moved off of that $11.09 in quite some time, Joe. John Rahm is gaining ground $10.50. I assume it's going to be one of these two that will be our most expensive golfer by the end of the evening. Would you like to take a stab at who it's going to be? I think it's going to be JT, but I'm a little nervous because he's been basically that number since I checked into the jock market today, like three, four o'clock. So he's been yeah. kind of steady holding there. I think that someone was obviously unable to to make the IPO close tonight, probably, and just wanted oh. to put in their price early and snag up all those shares is the only thing I can guess. So I'm going to say JT, but we know how Rom collects steam over the last couple of minutes. We've seen it before. 
yes, Rom is a closer in the jock market. In the last like minute, that guy moves all of his backers uh, come to show up and support him. Here's a name that we have not talked about. Joaquin Neiman at $7.54. Um, on paper, this is kind of a great spot for him. Uh, he's got he's made 17 cuts in a row. He's coming off a top 10 at the Valspar. Likes to hit that little baby draw a lot longer than people think he that that that, that he then wow a lot longer than people think he is. Uh, seems like a great spot. A lot longer than people think he is. I think is a great point. Yeah, he's picked up a ton. He was pounding it past JT and DJ on a number of instances in that group with them last week. I'm bullish on Joaquin this week. Um, I have an outright ticket on him. I've got him pretty high ranked. I've got him in the top 10 of my projected players at right around $8 and some change uh, per share is my target price on him. So, yeah, if you can kind of hang here under the $8 mark, I can see myself definitely ended up with some Neiman. All right, so here we go. We are uh, at least two minutes at at few, maybe three or four minutes away from this IPO phase closing. So we are going to let Joe go do his thing. But before we do that, Joe, what are you looking for? Five to seven-ish guys for this evening? Yep, normal five to seven guys. Uh, going to try to target a couple up near the top. I don't usually don't go to the very top, although maybe I should consider it. Uh, but probably a couple of guys in that seven, eight dollar range, a couple in the five, six, and then I'll go see if there's any uh, penny stocks worth a couple of shares as well down at the bottom. All right, I am going to refresh the big board. We're going to bid adieu to Joe for a few minutes, and he's going to let us know when this IPO phase does indeed actually close. And as I refresh this, I continue to see Justin Thomas. $11.09. What does that mean? It means he needs to finish inside the top 10 to earn you a profit. If he finished 12th, it would be $10. So you'd lose about $1.09 a share. If he finished eighth, it'd be worth $12. You'd gain you about a dollar per share. Uh, right behind him, and I assume heading in an upward trajectory, is John Rom. Uh, eight top tens in his last 10 starts. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Bryson DeChambeau, $9.16. Victor Hovland, $8.77. Tony Finau settling into that mid $8 price range. He's currently $8.68. He's been, I think, a bit overlooked this week. He's certainly long enough to get it around Quail Hollow. And at $8.68, you're asking him to finish 15th or better. So if you think Tony Finau can finish 15th or better, you are a buyer at $8 and 68 cents a little bit further. Roy McIlroy, very, very polarizing golfer this week. You either buy it or you don't. I think that is going to keep his price uh, fairly stable here. Maybe it'll bump up to about $9, but we're going to find out soon because this IPO phase is now potentially available to close. We are in that 90 second window in which it can close at any moment. So get your bids in right now. Webb Simpson, we know he's a local. We know he's a, on the course, lives there, $7.75. Corey Connors, who is one of those popular players we've had over the past couple of weeks, not gaining as much traction this time around. He's $7.63. If you think that Corey Connors can finish inside the top 18, you are a buyer at $7.63. Keegan Bradley, this to me, already the value of the week. He's $5.55. If he stays there, all he has to do, 
is finished inside the top 30 to earn you money. And he has been dynamite from T degree. He has been much better over, over his past five or six starts with the putter. He's laying the blueprint for success. Keegan Bradley, only $5 and 55 cents. Joe early close tonight. That's it, buddy. So that was, it was wild the last couple of minutes too, because there were guys making massive jumps up the board. Like, there was one guy, for instance, and I'll just tell you, it was Xander, um, who was hovering right around $8 per share. And I went to put in a bid on him at eight seventy five, which you would think would be safe. And before I could even close that bid out, he was like a full dollar up. So uh, I saw some massive movements there in the last minute. I think a lot of people are starting to get the hang of this and, and kind of play. You know, you're playing with fire a little bit, as we saw tonight with the early close. But if you wait, uh, if you wait too long. All right. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna give my board uh, just a second here to make sure that I have the most up to date uh, data. And in the meantime, I'm going to give out twenty more dollars to the jock market. This giveaway goes to Dylan Davis. Congratulations, Dylan. We will get you set up with your twenty dollars to the jock market. I have one more to give away live here on the show. I'll do that before we get out of here in about ten or fifteen minutes. Let me give this one last refresh, Joe, and then we can go through how this thing actually shook out. Okay, I think I've got final numbers here. I still see Justin Thomas at eleven dollars and nine cents. He has he didn't move in the last how many hours? <laughs> like five hours. Yeah, yeah. I just stuck there. I think that it was another situation. We've seen this a couple of times where you're um, maybe it doesn't hurt to place that early high bid because then everyone just starts favoriting and targeting other players and um, you expect it to kind of go up. So maybe you're thinking I can't bid, you know, 1150 yeah. for JT and it just kind of hangs there. So it's, thinking- it's really a fair price. Like when you look at it, his fair value projection, I think this week was 1112. So, you know, he's right there. Yeah, it's one of those things where if, if at three o'clock he's eleven dollars and nine cents, people are like, "Ah, he's going to be fifteen dollars by the time the night is over," and then just no one ever bids on him. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, awesome. So yeah, he still finished the highest though. Rom made up a little bit of steam at ten fifty. It looks like he did. Rom Rom made a little bit of a move at the end. He closed at ten dollars and fifty cents. So essentially, if he finishes eleventh, he would break even. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau steamed a bit nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And then here's a name I'm not sure we mentioned. I have no problems with it because I will spend any amount of money on. Well, I, I wish I could buy real life Will Zalator stock uh, in his career. Nine dollars and eighty eight cents. He is the fourth most expensive golfer, more expensive than Hovland, Shoffley, McElroy. Does this surprise you? It does a little bit. I, I agree with you. I'm very high on Will. I I love his game. I love the upside. I bet him this week, um, but it. it I, I can't, I'm not ready to kind of put him in that elite, elite top of the field category up there with Xander and Rory and Victor just yet. I want to see him win first. Maybe this is the week he gets it done. Hovland 950, Xander 931, Rory at nine. That feel like, I think this is what happens when you get the polarizing guys. It's like, like $9 is the number, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to spend $11 on it, but you're not going to let them go for seven. It's like, if you would ask me before 
the night started, I would have said Rory's going to be nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, thirteenth or better is, I believe, is what's what he's got to finish there. So, um, of course, the upside's there with Rory. It always is. We know that when he can get it going, he can essentially like John Rahm at the at the fifty one percent clip, but he can seemingly top ten with ease and with not his best stuff. So we'll see if he can get it turned around this week and, and get playing well. I, I hope we do. All right, let us know who you guys got in the chat. I like this one. I don't even know if I like Harris English, but I couldn't pass up on his price. That is how things go in the yeah. jock market for sure. <laughs> Joe, it is time for you to unveil your portfolio for the people, please. Okay, here we go. So in the $7 range, I went with the two Patricks. Can't lay, can't lay uh, was that guy for me, Tony, who I wasn't, Sure that I was going to bet him, but I couldn't pass on the price. Seemed like way too much value at like seven seventy five, and Patrick Reed went for like seven bucks a share. Um, Those are two guys just, with legitimate like twenty to twenty five dollar a share upside. Like that's yeah. legitimate. Yeah, they win. They win. They both have uh, won recently in the fall, so they're both right there for me. Um, dipping down a little bit into the five dollar range, so I got two guys in this range as well. I did end up with Jason Day shares at 525. So went pretty heavy on Jason Day. We'll see if that pans out for me. Uh, We know how poorly it can go and and may go. So we'll see. Um, The other guy was Emiliano Grillo. Uh, I, I, this is a, like, Jock Market is a good place if you're going to be high on Grillo to kind of have him because he has those really bad rounds, but at the end of the day, when you look at kind of his finishing position, it always seems to be uh, it always seems to be well. And at five dollars a share, he's what he's got to finish like thirty third or better or something like that. I like Grio there, and my two guys down in the low range. So I did get shares of Phil Mickelson at three fifteen. Just a gut play. I wanted to see what happens there. And the other guy I got at two bucks a share, kind of random, but um, I like Tyler McCumber. So Ooh, okay. that he kind of rounded it out for me. Those are the six guys that I went with this week. Make sure you guys share along. Uh, I like seeing who you guys got. So post that in the comments as well. It's fun for me. Brian landed Lonto. Dave says, don't be mad when Bubba wins it at $4 and 59 cents. I would not be mad. That's pretty good. And Brent says, Lowry is my biggest holding. Let's do it. Big Irish. All right. Shane Lowry in the chat. I was kind of looking through some of the other prices here, Joe, and I see uh, Matt Jones at $5. I certainly don't mind that. I had mentioned Keegan Bradley during that at $5 and 55 cents. I'm trying to see if there's any, Big surprises here. I mean, the can't let the Patrick's the Patrick's might be the biggest surprises. Both of them kind of in the seven dollar mark. Um, see anybody else here that surprises you? You know, it kind of shook out a lot like I would expect it to, right? There's there's not a whole lot of guys that I saw really fall. Um, you know, based on where you see them on the odds boards or like in terms of DraftKings pricing. I mean, Jason Day was the one for me where I'm like mm-hmm. You know, you've got Varner and you've got Harmon and you've got these guys up there. And I'm like, Jason Day has a better chance of winning through those guys. I want to think, you know, and and to see him kind of price below them, I feel like definitely holds some value. But I know that in any format, there's there's a big risk and a big unknown with Jason Day, particularly because he played like crap at the Masters and you just don't know the status of his health regularly. So those are the two risk factors that I think led to him uh, being a good price this week. But if he plays well, five bucks, you can't beat it. 
maybe we should have just bought a million shares of Taylor Gooch. And if he lost money, he would return it to us. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. I forgot about that. $4 a share for Taylor Gooch. Yeah. I could have bought 20 shares and just uh, sent him a Venmo request. If he missed just, just Venmo request him. He'll send it right back. I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, okay. Here's a couple of things, uh, before we get out of here, uh, in like two minutes, I'm going to draw the final, jock market jock bucks giveaway $20 jock market make sure that your uh username is in the chat hit the like button goes a long way for us helps us out to get out to new people uh this is uh, of course the end of the ipo joe but certainly not the end of the fun for the week because starting now we are in live trading you can go out you can buy you can sell you can wait around you can wait two rounds you can wait two holes and kind of take it from here on how you want to allocate your resources for the rest of the week absolutely yeah any of those guys that you see currently in your holdings uh you want to cut bait on some of those shares give yourself a little extra money to go bidding Go ahead and do so. Post an offer for them. Uh, anyone you will be able to see and ask in a bid price for every player in the field. If they're not up there right now, a couple minutes after close, it's coming soon. We've seen more liquidity uh, in the markets each and every week that we've done this. Pay attention to the cut line on Friday, particularly this Friday. I know we mentioned it a little bit, but we could have some nasty weather coming in Friday afternoon. So pay attention to that to that cut line on Friday afternoon. And if you can get a guy who is maybe undervalued one shot off the cut and we see some volatility on Friday afternoon, maybe that cut line goes from minus two back to even par. All of a sudden he's in, right? He's in for the weekend and anything can happen. The not only the projected, not that I am in the market of projecting wind on a Friday afternoon, but it looks like it is going to spice up when you combine that with the green mile, the most difficult closing stretch on all the tour. uh, There are going to be bogeys made on 16, 17 (laughs) and 18, which could definitely impact. It is going to be a sweaty, sweaty cut. And I like the idea of that. Um, maybe someone ends early, right? Maybe someone gets out there early. Uh, if it goes all, uh, finishes on, I guess it would be Friday morning at, you know, a shot or two off, maybe the cut line, that cut line might come back to him. Yeah. Maybe you sneak them in there for a dollar or something like that. Someone just wants to cut bait on those shares, a dollar 50. And, uh, yeah, maybe the cut line comes crawling right back to them and they get in the weekend top 30, you make good money on your shares. So part of the fun of this app, we talk about it every week, but, uh, from now until Sunday afternoon, when someone hoists a trophy, you can make whatever moves you want. You can also just be like Austin, and uh, after your guy hits the first a bad first tee shot, <laughs> you immediately start selling your shares. Which wouldn't remember who was it? Just Stuart Sink who at Heritage hit his first shot OB and then won the golf tournament. <laughs> hope you didn't have Stuart Austin. I know you're you're a loyal fan, so hope you didn't do that to you. That's awesome. Uh, final twenty dollar giveaway is going to go to Harpua, JG Funk. Congratulations. We'll get you all set up uh, with your $20 to the jock market. Just going to get your name down, make sure I have it. Uh, But I think that'll do it, Joe. Another power hour in the books. Um, It's crazy that everybody shows up every Wednesday night. I love this hour. It it flies by. It is a lot of fun. And it's it's nice to end the week um, on something different and then, and then a different style of thinking and then be able to do something during the event. I'm not a big showdown guy. I don't like to play single round fantasy, 
but having something during the event actually happening is it's nice and you don't and you can be as active as you want that's my favorite part it's the best part yeah if you're sitting around and you've got two toddlers like me and you've got a saturday <laughs> afternoon to yourself you can make a ton of moves if you're busy and you're out of the pool and you're doing things you don't have to so you're not missing out on anything but there's always that opportunity uh, appreciate all you guys for stopping by. This is my favorite hour of the week. I mentioned it earlier. If you guys have any questions, uh, both Rick and I love talking jack market. By all means, send us a message, send us a DM. I'd be happy to talk you through. And and we're we're learning from you guys as well on terms of strategies. It's still such a uh, you know we're less than a year into this thing, so appreciate you guys coming along for the ride with us. That's Joe Iodoni. You can find him on Twitter at Tour Picks. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your power hour for this week's Wells Fargo Championship. Best of luck, and we'll see you next week.